Hey everyone, Tom from Catching Up With The Nerds and welcome to What Is Midnight WhatsApp Edition Part 2. Yes, we're late, we know, but hey, better late than never, right? So, please sit down, relax and listen to myself, Sarah, Dave, JC and James trying to come up with our best theories and ideas and thoughts on Moon Knight. So overall, I thought Moon Knight was good. Um, I did, I did enjoy getting new, um, getting to know this new superhero, and I did think that um, it was a different type of origin story. Um, obviously, someone with multiple personality disorder, and how it was told. You know, the different perspective switch and everything. Um, I thought the effects were really good. Um, I also thought it was interesting that it's probably the most newbie friendly of the Disney Plus series so far. Because if you think about it, all the ones from last year. All of Disney Plus series were all about characters that either we've known um, or were, um, did like ones that we're, or we were less familiar with. So obviously, Wanda, Hawk Vision, uh, no, Wanda Vision and Hawkeye. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and Loki. Um, so they were all characters we already knew. This is the first one of a completely new superhero. And also was interesting because um, obviously last year we had Shang Chi the movie, who was also a new hero. Shang Chi very carefully, obviously implemented um he lives in the world with the marvel heroes mentions the blip etc um we didn't get any of that in moon knight um apologies in advance if i've forgotten but i don't remember him mentioning the blip at all and considering he's a character who forgot parts of the day and uh, days at a time you would think missing out in five years would be a point that he would very much remember um i know from news apparently they were trying to get someone from eternals to make a cameo appearance but they decided to use the budget elsewhere which i think was a good call but basically, this kind of uh, falls into, I think it was JC who said, maybe this is a whole different universe. I think that kind of feeds into that theory where we didn't, he mentioned the blip at all. We got like the Egyptians saying they want to keep a secret, despite the fact that we know the gods from um, Thor's world are a thing. Maybe this does take place in a whole different reality. Maybe we just don't realize it. Maybe one with the Eternals or something else entirely. Um, so that, that was one that I, I mean, if anything, the Moon Knight kind of reminded me of the Netflix series, you know, how kind of like they alluded to the other superheroes, but never said anything outright. Cause in the end they were kind of separate and now they're not anymore. So I'm wondering if they're going to play that kind of card. Um, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my overall. I wish it was one, I wish Moon Knight wasn't, wasn't just six episodes as well. I wish it was like one more episode to kind of like not feel so lore dumping all the time. I felt like there was, if we had one episode to kind of like make the lore breathe, I think it would have been better. Um, in terms of the ending, I was a little bit hit and miss with the whole... Don't get me wrong, Isaac did an amazing job doing the different personalities. And I think Mark and Steve, very distinct from the start. And I love the, um, the interactions. And I thought the effects to have them both in the same shot was fantastic. Um, and the ending on the, the last second to last episode, where obviously Steve got turned to stone, was very tragic. Um, and then the whole balancing was a really nice way of saying, oh, he's now you know, he's faced with his trauma and now he's ready to let it go. Um, but then he kind of goes back and gets him, which is sweet on the level because obviously we've grown, you know, attached to Steve. But at the same time, in real life, when you have multiple personality disorder, just based on what I, you know, researched a little bit, the multiple personality disorder, a therapist's job is to help fuse the separate personality traits 
together so that way a person can you know have control of their life and control and don't have their life completely unraveled by various triggers so this one kind of says oh no they're gonna like share the same body will be fine i mean don't get wrong the banter was great but uh, unintentionally if you apply any sort of real world thought to it it's kind of like there's a part of this arc that's kind of missing it kind of reminded me of once upon a time i don't know if any of you guys watched it where um regina i think it was season six or seven she splits her evil self and her good self apart and apart and, and later on you think the art's gonna be like oh you've got to accept both parts of yourself become a whole person nope she just like oh well i let my evil self have his own life bye um so it just it just feels like something's missing maybe because of the third personality they need to to combine the strengths together to do to obviously defeat this third personality but i'm hoping they'll kind of address it in the next um, probably not next season but in the future because yeah i've got thoughts on that personally i agree with a lot of points that you made sarah um and i think jc and david probably uh, also mentioned about the whole it's in a different universe because it would make so much sense uh (laughs) for this series not to be in the same universe there's um, so much stuff that you just... When I was watching it, a lot of the things that were coming up, I very much kept thinking, where's everyone else? Where's the other Avengers? It's like, you know, everyone's point last time about the whole changing the stars and the sky and stuff. I still stand by that. It was only in that area, but still that was a big thing that happened. And um, the fact that they can change it to nighttime whenever, because that happened in the last episode that they could just change it tonight immediately and you know not no one turned up to find out what was happening it just seemed a little bit um a little bit off in a way but to be honest i i read quite a bit into a bit of the lore the characters and all those type of things the egyptian gods are in a plane of their own they're in some like pocket dimension that looks like a pyramid on space so i have a feeling that they kind of in their own worlds that kind of intervenes with all universes uh, i don't know if this is touched on and doctor strange 2 um multiverse of madness or anything but obviously you know multi uh, multiverse stuff is a big factor in the new dc st- uh, not dc you want to talk about sorry <laughs> new marvel stuff um so yeah it would only make sense that they're gonna potentially pop up in other universes and things because i know black panther's um and panther god is part of the same circle as the rest of the these egyptian gods and stuff and obviously um thor love of love and thunder is going to be the whole um god butcher um coming in killing a lot of gods which will probably end up killing a few of these guys as well because i think Quite a few of them were pretty useless, and it, it, that was the other weird factors with a lot of these gods that they weren't doing anything at all um, in the, in it at all, um, which is I, I think it was part of the philosophy that they didn't want to get involved with humans and really focus too much on what's happening. They're off in their own little dimension, so they're not too bothered about what's happening on earth so much until their avatars get killed um they i, I forget the name of the uh, character but the hippo goddess was fantastic i thought that was a very great character and i hope that they reuse that character um 
May, and uh, the actress that plays Layla, she uh, for a cat for, for sorry for an actor that I've not heard of or anything. I thought she was fantastic. She was probably my favourite character in the series. Um, her story arc was great. Um, what they did for her in the last episode was unexpected. Um, having her be an avatar with her own powers and stuff, which was kind of like a Egyptian falcon, um, which was really cool. Um, I hope they used her again. And then that whole idea of the fact that anyone can become an avatar kind of makes it like they could be their own superhero team or the gods if they actually work together. So potentially you could have a really cool mishmash of superheroes becoming avatars to get additional powers in the future if they wanted to go down that route or just have bog standard humans that are side characters become superheroes by doing the same thing of being an avatar for one of these gods it's quite interesting for you know future potential uh oscar isaac was fantastic um I, i'll be honest i was not, not much of a fan of him beforehand um i didn't like him in star wars uh, I think it was Annihilation he was in, which again I didn't particularly think he was particularly great in. But this he was fantastic. He he did such a good job with playing Mark, Stephen, and obviously Jake, which was the big reveal at the end. Um, which I, I kind of spoiled to myself because obviously I'd done my research a bit on the character, so I knew Jake was coming. The whole, um, oh, we'll let you go. Don't worry about it, you know, you and you, Mark and Stephen are free, but obviously, you know, he's still being controlled um, through Jake is kind of kind of predictable. And that was that, that, that was my problem with the series. The very last episode, a lot of it was very predictable. Um, I thought episode four and five were brilliant, um, touching on. The serious mental health issues and also the Egyptian law about the afterlife. I thought that's that was brilliant. Those were like the pinnacle, I think, of the series. And then five, sorry, episode six, the last one, it was very predictable. We kind of knew there was going to be a big fight scene. Um, though the animation for the two gods fighting in the background, the big kaiju fight, that was quite good. I, I love, a good, <laughs> love a good kaiju fight. Um, but all in all, the series was great. For a character that I never really paid much attention to, he was just always a bit of a mean character, who just pop up and swear at a few people and that was it. You know, they've really made a fantastic um, future character for the series. And, um, you know, they're supposed to be a wolf by... Uh, is a werewolf by night the name of the character he's going to be having a special halloween episode which if you know moonlight was a villain of his um that was his first appearance so i believe that they're bringing him into it which i think a lot of people predicted that he was going to be in this film because there was a werewolf looking creature at the beginning but it was a jackal which is uh, <laughs> a little bit different i guess but um, yeah, no, it was a really good series. Okay, so I finally got out of the cinema and I just went to watch um, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, but I wanted first to talk about Moon Knight. 
briefly. Um, really enjoyed it because I'm a, a massive uh, <laughs> Egyptian god nerd. Uh, that's something I was massively into growing up. Um, you know, I was fascinated, well, I'm still am fascinated by anything that is related to the Egyptian culture, that is related to the Egyptian gods. I think there's a lot to learn. It's very interesting if you're, um, if you're into this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I thought the first, well, the six episodes went really fast, you know. Um, I remember watching episode one of Moon Knight and even though it was 45 minutes long, 40 minutes long, something like that, it felt like 30 seconds to me. Uh, so that's showing you how much I really enjoyed this. Um, really like every single episode, I think is a, a very underrated show and I think it wasn't nearly talked about as much as the other ones prior to that. Mainly, I think, because of, well, it's not a massive character in the MC, the MCU or the Marvel Universe in general. Um, so th this, that, I really loved it. I thought it was a breath of fresh air, getting to know a new character and, and having it, um, getting six episodes and and knowing also that the, the production um, behind it was with an Egyptian um, director. Uh, the music was made by Egyptian bands, so this, everything was fairly authentic. Um, but there's one thing that I, I don't know if anyone's um notice but like so obviously we've seen the two versions of the moon knight we've seen the the mark one which is the the one with the cape um which is like the the kind of the badass guy you know in between the crazy uh jack is it i think the one we never see but we know is in the background and it's ultra violent and then you've got the mark one which is the one with the cape that we see sometimes time which is there to save the day most of the time and then you've got the steven version which is the <laughs> british one but the one thing I'm, I found weird and, and I haven't seen anyone talk about is he just he just reminded me of Deadpool. Like, that's a cop in terms of design, copy and paste of Deadpool. And then in terms of the comedy timing and in terms of what he does, very Deadpool. Um, so I thought that was like, okay, are they trying to replace Deadpool with, with a new character? I don't think they are because there should be, I think, a new Deadpool coming up soon. Um, yeah, so I thought that was something funny, you know, you know his fighting style, the the way he would just um, crack up a joke in the middle of a of, of a fight, um, the way he moves during the fight is very reminiscent of 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 Deadpool. Uh, that said, I kind of want to pivot on something else. So I'm not going to spoil Doctor Strange too because I don't know who's watched it and I don't, I, you know, it's been out for a week and I don't think it's uh, okay yet um to spoil it for anything or, or for anyone or just to go into too much depth um but there's one thing that coming out of the of, of uh, you know the theater and watching it and i was like it's really weird because we've sat now through wonder vision we've sat through loki we've sat through um hawkeye we've sat through what else was there in terms of series uh, Moon Knight now, um, what if? But the one thing I've realized, and all the movies in be in between, right? Spider-Man, um, <laughs> Doctor Strange too, and without spoiling anything, like we still don't really know who the bad guy is. And I'm starting also to think that I don't know if there's going to be a big bad guy like Thanos was, 
right? I don't even know if there's going to be that. I'm starting to feel like they are going to move into the direction of, um, well, we're getting slices of different universes and the heroes with, within it, we get to see those guys. I'm starting to feel like we are not going to see them crossing over. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's going to be a big bad guy. Like, I thought he was going to be Kang at the end of Loki, but then that version got killed. Um, I, I don't really know where this is going for this phase. Um, but what I'm saying is that I, I don't know if we should maybe expect a big bad guy. Like, should, should we expect another Thanos? Because you could argue that, well, it's been done before, and then when a big bad guy will come up, when the, the ultimate bad guy will show up, well, we'll, we'll start drawing com comparison to, well, Thanos was more interesting, you know, it was more of a badass, so he was doing this or doing that, and then you'd expect the big fight at the end of it. And maybe that's been done before, so that's why I'm, th I'm thinking, maybe there isn't going to be a, a Kang, or there's going to be one, but it's going to be dealt with fairly quickly. Um... So yeah, I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, let me know because I'm, I'm kind of confused about <laughs> where this is all going. I just wanted to respond to the end of Tom's um, recording and say basically that everyone is thinking exactly what you're thinking, Tom. That the the thread is not, um, it doesn't seem to be as tight as it was in in previous phases but you also have to remember that phase one of um of the marvel cinematic universe was basically just introducing all the characters and they brought them together for the avengers and then it was at the end of avengers that we found out about thanos so i think we're kind of in well are we in phase five or whatever is like more of a phase one where they're assembling everyone um pun not intended <laughs> they're assembling everyone um and it is a bit more scattergun. And then, um, at the end of this phase, I believe they'll reveal who the villain is. Um, I have something of an idea because the um, one of the key terms they used um, in the in Doctor Strange two, and then particularly in the mid credit scene. Um, with what happens there, it leads you down a certain comic book path. Um, I can tell you guys what that comic book is. I'm sure some of you who have seen the film have gone and researched it and looked it up, but I won't spoil anything in this voice note. Um, so yeah, there's, they are leading to something and, and there is, there is, um, uh, a villain, an, an, an unorthodox villain, um, in terms of the comic books, uh, version of this story. I don't know if they'll keep it the same. But um, I'm pretty sure they do have a plan. And they, in fact, had a meeting um, a few weeks ago where Kevin Feige was there with a bunch of other people at Marvel to um, to talk about where the, the overall arching, overarching story is going. Um, and it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. 
Um, so first off, uh, Sarah, uh, I really love that you kind of went into this notion of this being like a, a like an, an origin story. I had the same thought, just like finally we get like a new superhero has an origin through a series and not just like crammed into a movie. So I really love that about the show. And I thought that it's a really kind of introductory moment for people that maybe not are into this, that they could get into this via this character, right? Uh, that's why I hope that the character does come back to do more. Um, with regards to your point about like trauma, and and just kind of like what the what the kind of dissociative uh, or more so the dissociative identity disorder that that Stephen has. Uh, first and foremost, I, I will say like I did love the fact that once again we're getting more representation in these superheroes. Um, may, I may be wrong about this, but this is our first neuro like like identifying as neurodivergent superhero that we've had um and uh which is cool right because it's like it goes to show like by the one of the things i loved about it well i don't think that the science behind how a person with dissociative identity disorder gets better necessarily to your point maybe tracks with what the show did um i love the fact that that, that his own weakness, as a perceived weakness of his neurodivergence, becomes actually one of his strengths later in the show. And narrative-wise, I really appreciated that. They didn't just play it as like, this is what makes him broken, but actually him acknowledging the other half of him is what actually gives him a greater power down the line, um, which I really liked. Um, I think that from a from a from a healing perspective, I think that that the path for healing, and I have not read the comics, so I don't know if this is what Mark and Stephen end up doing, but I think the path for healing for them is like this is just the beginning. It's like it's really is the story of Mark acknowledging Stephen for what Stephen is, which is the person that has defended him this whole time. Uh, due to what happened to Mark when when they were when he was a kid, um, and and I think that this is the first part in finding a way to fuse themselves back together, knowing that they need each other in order to survive. Uh, but we'll see how, how that plays out. I, I think it's a really interesting storyline that I hope they can keep building on. Uh, then James, you brought up um, uh, Layla, uh, and I'm so glad you did because once again, tying back to the representation piece, probably my favorite moment in the entire show even though it was a little bit forced but it's when layla's got the full armor on and everything she's just kind of like like the egyptian falcon sort of thing going on and the little girl says like are you an egyptian superhero and she's like yes and that was so cool it felt forced in there and it's i think because I think that if it hadn't been a force in there, I don't think people would have talked about it. Um, but, and that's kind of the sad reality of the world we live in. But at the same time, I love that they did it, which is like an acknowledgement of just like, yeah, like I can't wait until we get to the point where we've done enough superheroes where it's like, there's a Honduran superhero that gets acknowledged, which I think we're pretty far away from, unfortunately. But hey, there you go. Um, but uh, but same, uh, we have Latino superheroes coming up that we may or may not be talking about soon, maybe, um, that, uh, that I do want to talk about a bit later another episode uh but also um uh the end credit scene uh, um uh james i, I think you, you talked about like uh, jake showing up and so forth at the end and um for me it was yeah like i didn't know jake was coming but i had i had that mildly spoiled for me in some ways uh same uh, but what actually for me was most interesting is that and i may be wrong about this once again but it's like is this the first uh, end credit scene that actually helps to tie up an actual plot point because usually end credit scenes actually just open up stuff for further movies or further shows and this one actually like it gave it some finality because as far as we knew like the bad guy had kind of like not gotten away with it but was just like trapped 
And this time it's like, oh, no, you're out, dude. Like, yeah, we're going to take you out. This really bad dude's going to take you out and off we go. So I thought that was interesting in terms of how to use an end credit scene. Uh, Tom, you talked about um, additional director. Same, super impressed with that. The fact that they're 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 owning it up in terms of like go, doing diversity all the way through to the people behind the camera. That's super cool. Um, the dead book comment, I was cracking up, and actually it made me think about if they do like a what if series of what if Deadpool became Moon Knight, and then they just went on an adventure with Conchu. And like Deadpool was like the funny dude and Khonshu was like the straight man on an adventure together. And like Deadpool's constantly undermining Khonshu and his plans in like the way that only Deadpool can do. I am so there for that version of what if. Like that would be amazing to me. Um, and, and and on that note too, uh, if we would have gotten on, on a Kaiju note that, that James brought up, if we would have gotten like a Kaiju level Moon Knight, I think that would have been dope. But anyways, that's, that's for an, another show. Um, uh, but yeah, no, just overall, really enjoyed the show. I, I won't ramble for too long more. Um, just stuff that I thought were real highlights were the, I call it the Indiana Jones episode, where like they're basically just going into a tomb and trying to find a thing in a tomb. Um, super fun, actually. Like, we love that episode. Then like, like walking on, on the side of like cliffs that are like booby traps are about to go off and stuff like that. Like, just love that one to bits. Um, and then, um, the one once we go into mark's head at first i was like where are we going with this but actually really enjoyed those episodes um thought those really clever way of portraying like mark's state and like his, his dissociative state i think is really interesting the way they kind of went into it and they got a bit weird with it which every time marvel gets weird uh i'm i'm there for it um it did take me out of the main plot and then i had a hard time coming back to my plot but wait i'm positive it's right now i'll come back to the negatives later um and uh and yeah and then just overall like the the the, the when we did get like the fight sequences i thought they were pretty well laid out and cool um the sequence with mark and steve and, and steven kind of coming together and them acknowledging each other and seeing steven sacrifice and seeing him kind of like the that both of them have having like equal growth journeys but arriving at different points where like steven realizing that he's there to help mark but mark realizing that he's there because he needs steven in his life I thought it was just lovely. Like, that was super nicely done, and, and I was really there for it. Of course, Isaac was awesome, like, the whole way. Like, really enjoyed his acting. Um, uh, the only cons, uh, I got a big con, actually, in this one, to be honest, which is the ending. Um, the fact that Jake comes in and kills everyone, I just felt we got robbed of something there. Like, I get it that Jake's been, like, the mystery box and all this and stuff, but I literally had to look this up um, because I've heard other people talk about this in, like, film podcasts and stuff, but, like, the, the term of, like, was it Dois Ex Machina? Which is basically, like, when somebody comes in at the end of the movie that you weren't expecting or a thing happens you weren't expecting that all of a sudden solves the whole plot for you and it's not what was building up to it i felt that kind of happened where i'm like okay i kind of want to now see moon knight do the moon knighty thing like i want to see the hero actually save the day um and then leave jake there for something else for sure that was necessary but i just kind of felt we got robbed a little bit there um despite the fact that overall i actually really really do like the show um that's really my only complaint I'd say there's some other mythology level stuff that I agree that that maybe we need to figure out if this isn't Earth 616 I think that clears it all up if it is then it's a bit weird maybe we're not in the same time maybe this is earlier in time don't know uh, but yeah looking forward to what's next with Moon Knight uh, glad everybody got the chip in uh, and uh, yeah let's keep the, the thread going everyone have fun bye
And there you have it. Thanks again for listening to this awesome episode of Moon Knight WhatsApp Edition Part 2. Thanks also to James, Sarah, JC and Dave for making this possible. We'll be back very soon with more nerdy content. In the meantime, please do give us a follow, a subscribe, a five-star review uh, from wherever you're getting this podcast from. Again, we'll catch you all in the next one.